Welcome to I Wish They Knew, a show where leaders in business and education share big ideas that deserve more attention in about the time it takes to enjoy a cup of coffee. I'm Joe Hirsch. Today's wish comes from Dr. Stephen Rogelberg. Stephen is the Chancellor's Professor at UNC Charlotte and has been recognized as the world's leading expert in improving meetings, something we all could benefit from. His award-winning work has appeared in leading academic journals as well as in the popular press in outlets like the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, Bloomberg, CNN, CBS, and the BBC, just to name a few. And he's consulted for companies like Google, Facebook, Amazon, Pfizer, and Cisco, has testified before the US Congress on ways to improve workplace culture, and is the author of two outstanding books, The Surprising Science of Meetings, and his latest, which just dropped this week, Glad We Met, The Art and Science of One-on-One -on -one Meetings. Stephen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I always get a kick, um, you know, when in the introduction, when people say, yeah, I testified to Congress, because clearly I didn't fix anything, right? <laughs> and he didn't do anything wrong, right? He wasn't hauled before Congress by a, an oversight committee, folks. Just I was trying to give them advice and counsel to be a more effective body. How do you <laughs> well, think that turned out? We can still hope. <laughs> Hopefully we can fix meetings, uh, at least in the short time we have together today. What do you wish more people knew, especially about these one-on-ones? Just how important they are. Um, you know, the, the best managers recognize that one-on-ones are not an add-on to the role. Conducting one-on-ones successfully are foundational to being a manager. In many regards, these one-on-ones are where leadership really happens in a deep and meaningful way. Mm -hmm. I guess given their current form, though, I'm not quite sure who dreads these more, <laughs> whether it's the manager or the team member. I've heard them call different things from one and done to one and run. <laughs> you know, what, are we, what are we getting wrong here? So much, right? because you know our research shows that when these one-on-ones are going well um, and they're effective, employees want more and more and more and more. Um, so the disdain for them is not because of the underlying nature um, of these one-on-ones. It's just that managers are not executing effectively. And it's really not much of a surprise. Um, I have found only one organization that provided any training to managers on how to do one-on-ones. Pretty crazy. Um, You're looking and, at hundreds of organizations. Oh, thousands. Thousands. And only one. Provides training on how to do one-on-ones. Our research is pretty clear that managers think they're better at it than the directs. So there's a little bit of a blind spot. And that blind spot is highly problematic because when you think you're good at something, you're not motivated to make changes. So basically managers just keep recycling the dysfunctional practices that they themselves have experienced. Yeah, so they're perpetuating bad practices, things that they know or think to be good and true when really they're totally not. Exactly. Yeah, so you maintain that the best one-on-ones are not manager focused, they're, they're not focused on what the manager needs. They're focused on what the employee deserves and really wants. Tell us more about that. These meetings fundamentally influence a direct reports experience at work. 
their experience of their manager, including how they engage and attach to the role and even envision their future in the organization. Having this time where you can sit down with your manager and broach issues and challenges, get advice and counsel, ask for support. I mean, these are such amazing moments. In so many ways, these one-on-ones serve as the opportunity for the employee to be truly seen, right? As a person, when you're one-on-one with that person and that person's truly listening, asking great questions, taking an interest in what's on your mind, that's, that's, the, that's inc- an incredible feeling. And when a manager does that well, Everything is elevated. Not only do excellent one-on-ones, um, you know, elevate employee performance, right? But as employees thrive, it's also associated with team success. And anytime your team or your people are successful, that's a reflection on you as a manager. So it's a small investment of time that pays dividends. And I would probably kind of wrap it up. This is the one meeting that should never be an email. Yeah, so it's a virtuous cycle. It's good for the manager. It's good for the employee. It's good for the team. But I imagine that the details really do matter. So let's talk tactics. Help us sequence this for our our leaders out there who want to have better one-on-ones with their work directs. What do they do both before and and I guess during to make these meetings more impactful in the way that you're describing? The key is talking less, listening more. Um, Talk less, listen more. So the biggest predictor of one-on-one value I found in my research is the direct active participation. Another um, key tip um, is thinking carefully about the cadence of these things. Um, The science is most aligned with a weekly or every other week cadence, you know, to maximize the positive benefits. Also by having a more frequent cadence, you build momentum. And, you know, it's just this, the value is just greatly enhanced. So managers having a regular cadence, listening, encouraging the direct to talk, creating threads from past one-on-ones, asking good questions, not falling into the status update trap. Um, These are all things that help the manager elevate these one-on-ones. Did your research uncover any helpful guidance on how long these meetings should last for? Because I imagine for our leaders out there who are managing larger teams, finding that time is going to be really sacred and stressful. So what's the sweet spot? There isn't a sweet spot per se. Um, The, which is I, in some regards, good news because even a regular cadence of just 15 or 20 minutes, if executed effectively can absolutely work. But, you know, I'll add that, you know, you might, someone might get bogged down, like, oh, how am I going to find this time? But you save time. You save time because your folks are thriving. They're doing better. And you also save time because if people know they have these regular meetings with you, well, they're not just constantly interrupting you throughout the day, right? Because they know they get this special time. And so as your people thrive and, you know, get this better direction and you decrease these interruptions, you're reclaiming that small investment. Yeah. So it's spend now to save later. Love that. Yeah. So how do we know how these meetings are going? I I imagine measuring for their meaning is going to be super important to build out that confidence, both for the manager and for the direct, that there's actually something productive happening. The best way... um, 
to address this is we, we need to provide feedback and guidance. Um, we need to provide level up skills and we need to help create this awareness. And the best way to do this is really to introduce a system for evaluating the effectiveness of managers one-on-ones um, so that they can learn and grow. Um, the ideal approach is um, some easy to use system that integrates with calendar. For example, there's this company Kairos, uh, Kairos that does this. Um, and it basically is just this opportunity where people can evaluate their meetings. The leader can then see a dashboard, see what's working, what's not working, and then learn, reflect, and try some new things. If we can start promoting this feedback loop to create self-awareness, if we can start leveling up skills, if we can get people to start reading my book, all these things together can change the broader ecosystem and you know, be almost competitive advantage for an organization. So managers are the ones who are facilitating these meetings. And I suppose one-on-ones are only as purposeful as the managers make them. So I'm wondering what team members, what the directs can do to advocate for better one-on-ones. Do you have advice for them? You know, what I would probably say that is critical for the direct is to make sure that they really know what they need from this one-on-one. We can't get what we need unless we know what we need. So reflection before the one-on-one is is critical. Like, okay, I really need this from this meeting. And then they could articulate some questions that provides them with the opportunities to, to get that information. So knowing what they need is really important. Also, not being afraid to seek help. Um, but you know, seeking help is obviously crucial when taking on new challenges or confronting obstacles, what have you. Um, social psychologists generally have found that there's two types of help-seeking behavior. There's autonomous help-seeking and dependent help-seeking. Dependent help-seeking is just when you ask your manager to give you the answer. And to no surprise, employees who do dependent help-seeking are actually lower performers. Those individuals who engage, engage in more autonomous help-seeking, right? You're trying to have your manager work with you. You're trying to acquire what you need to solve the problem. Those employees are generally the highest performers. So asking for help is critical. Asking for help successfully is critical. So those are two pieces that the employee you know, controls. And then there's a variety of other things. You know, I, I spend quite a bit of the content of the book really getting into the employee perspective, because after all, it takes two to tango. And so while the manager, the onus is on the manager, the direct can still shape it, right? They can shape it, but they need to shape it by knowing what they need. They need to shape it by not getting emo- you know, too emotional or defensive. Um, you know, They need to shape it by disclosing, right? Because if they don't disclose, not much can come from it. Yeah. So the managers may actually set the course, but the employee has to feel empowered to set the terms, at least as a partner in that process. That's right. So the manager, you know, when they roll this out or they do a reboot of their one-on-ones, they need to really communicate why they're doing it. And they need to tie it to values. They can tie it to their own personal values, um, as well as the values of the organization. In fact, I have a chapter in the book where I take all these organizational vision statements and show how one-on-ones are the mechanism for driving so much of what we talk about in organizational vision. And so, you know, people get skeptical when a new initiative is rolled out, but if it's tied to values, 
it's not resisted the same way. The book is Glad We Met and the author, and I'm glad we met Thank for you. this conversation, is Stephen Rogelberg. Stephen, thanks for sharing your wish with us today. Ah, it was so much fun. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate and review the show. It helps others find us. For more ideas on how to communicate with impact, visit my website, joehirsch.me. See you next time.